Welcome to the Refinitive Sustainability Perspectives Podcast, where our goal is to engage and inform our audience from investors to asset managers and portfolio managers to sustainability leaders and those involved in ESG and sustainable finance. This is Kisa Shreem. More than 80% of companies in the S&P 500 issue sustainability reports. ESG disclosure is turning into one of the hottest topics in the industry as it enables companies to describe how ESG affects their strategy and their performance. Now, at the same time, there's a lot of confusion and ambiguity when it comes to ESG disclosure. And that's why the recent merger announcement by SASB and IARC has attracted a lot of interest and attention. The Sustainability Accounting Standards Board, or SASB, and the International Integrated Reporting Council, or IIRC, are key ESG reporting frameworks. And in 2021, there's going to be a merger. And to discuss that with us is Katie Schmitz-Ulett, Director of Investor Outreach at SASB. Katie, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's really a pleasure to be with you. Um, thanks for the opportunity to explain a little bit more about the merger between SASB and IARC into the Value Reporting Foundation. So, Katie, let's just start there. Why why the merger? Why now? And what is the value proposition of the Value Reporting Foundation? Great question. So SASB has been working very hard over the past, well, it's been quite a while. There is a, there's been a lot of work behind the scenes in response to market demands for rationalization and simplification of the ESG or sustainability disclosure field. So IIRC and SASB's merger will um, is, is really designed to address that, to simplify the field, to help globalize both organizations, um, support the needs of investors and other capital markets participants for a comprehensive view of a company's performance and prospects on ESG issues that are relative to enterprise value creation, and to help focus reporting as a means to change behavior over time um, rather than kind of tick box exercises, which it can um, devolve into. We're also aiming to achieve interoperability over time with GRI standards and in general to help accelerate progress towards a comprehensive corporate reporting system, including continuing to work with colleagues at CDP, CDSB and GRI to support public authorities, regulators, accounting standard setters as they consider future roles regarding sustainability disclosure. So in just the very basic sense, if I am leveraging SASB or IARC right now, how does this merger help to simplify the corporate reporting process in the landscape for me? Well, in broad brush strokes, um, it consolidates two players into one uh, or will do that over time. And it, as we did our work last year with what we refer to as the group of five, those entities, CDP, CDSB, GIR, GRI, and IARC, along with SASB, as I mentioned, what became very clear was that um, there were, you know, rather than an alphabet soup, as we often hear of standards and frameworks, it was more of a um, it made more sense to think about this as a system of building blocks upon which disclosure systems could be built and that some of those were similar to you know more similar to one another than others so what we uh, discovered in that process 
was tremendous complementarity between SASB and IIRC. Uh, complementary philosophies with a, a focus on a target audience of uh, providers of financial capital that are focused on long-term enterprise value creation, uh, complementarity of our our products or our workflow, if you if uh, if you think of it that way. Whereas IRC has a, a framework which is principles-based guidance for reporting structure and content, and SASB has the standards through which to communicate progress on those issues, uh, detailed requirements for what to report. Um, and complementarity of geographic scope. So it made sense for us to come together, um, given our focus on financial materiality and the target audience of investors. So I would say that understanding your audience for your reporting um, is the first step towards understanding which tools to use to do that reporting. So we're hoping that we help um, through our work and through the work with the, the group of five ongoing to help companies understand the, you know, sort of this building block concept of reporting and which tools to use for which audiences. So, and, and you talk a bit about the audiences, specifically the investors who are leveraging these tools and these frameworks. Could you give us some insight into what some of the issues are right now and how this rationalization and simplification of ESG disclosure, how it will mitigate some of those concerns? I think, you know, we're, we often lose sight of the fact that accounting standards were developed over decades. And, um, you know, so what we take for granted in terms of financial reporting standards, for example, is the result of decades and decades of work. Um, what you hear from investors when it comes to the quality of ESG information is consistent across almost every survey of investors I have seen. And that uh, the recurring themes are, uh, one, they are very eager to integrate ESG considerations into their investment decision making. However, the biggest challenges that are cited in investor surveys um, in terms of their frustration of their ability to, to authentically integrate ESG considerations into investment decision making is the poor quality of the data that is available to them. And digging further into that quality problem, you'll find, you know, references to lack of comparability, lack of consistency um, of that data. And so just to, you know, to sort of bring that to light, the majority of ESG information that is available is really binary. Um, yes, no answers to questions like, do you have a policy in place on, uh, you know, fill in the blank. And while that was a good starting place to begin to understand, you know, how companies were thinking about these issues years ago, I think investors are really looking for more data about how companies are performing, uh, you know, against policies that may or may not be in place. Um, you know, so it's it's moving the data from that binary and or narrative stage to a more quantitative, comparable, consistent approach. So moving them to this new approach is is key, but also are there opportunities to educate maybe around awareness around regulations or other items that these institutional investors might find important? Is there an educational aspect now? Well, I think there's I think I think that's one of our biggest opportunities, to be honest with you, is educating uh, companies why investors want 
different information from them than they've been receiving over the years. Um, educating um, investors about the frustrations that companies are facing and the challenges that they're facing in meeting the demands of a variety of stakeholders, um, including and very recently uh, regulation, which is looming on in many jurisdictions and and helping people understand, you know, what what's working, what could be working better and what are some of the solutions that are available to us to help um, bring some of those solutions to the market. And what are you most excited about? So this is happening mid 2021. We're almost there. What are you most excited about in terms of the industry, in terms of the solutions that you're able to bring? What really is getting you motivated about this uh, new merger coming up? Sure. Um, there are so many things to be excited about. I've um, I've said this before in in recent interviews, and I'll say it again. You know, 2020 was a horrific year in many many ways, and um, there is there is no um, you know just there aren't words to um, to express. You know, it's it's been rough for everyone, and and our hearts go out certainly to everybody who has lost a loved one through the pandemic, and and we've all been affected by it. Um, you know, being in lockdown and and having to find new ways of coping. One of the bright spots on the horizon in 2020 for us was in the you know against that horrible horrible backdrop. Um, there were bright spots emerging when it came to when we're when it comes to ESG information, sustainability information, and people really taking it seriously. And that is through what we're seeing in terms of regulatory action coming out of the European Commission, the IFRS trustees consultation on sustainability reporting, indicating that there was an appetite um, and they were responding to that market demand for the IFRS foundation to get involved in elevating this nascent field of disclosure um, up to the same level of disclosure that we currently have for financial reporting. As I mentioned, that was developed over decades. And now with the IFRS, for example, stepping into this arena, there is the potential for sustainability ESG information um, to be elevated to that same level of quality. So we have a lot of work to do and we're very excited through you know the merger that the Value Reporting Foundation will be able to offer up um, solutions to the IFRS trustees as they move into this space. Um, and at the same time, to your point on education, help companies understand how while we're waiting for that regulatory um, landscape to evolve, how companies can begin responding to investor demands for better information um, in a way that will benefit everyone as well as make it easier for them to meet requirements that do come out of regulation when they emerge. It sounds very exciting, Katie. Thank you so much for that. So we're hearing that demand for rationalization and simplification of the ESG disclosure field is real. And so the Value Reporting Foundation is creating a new system of building blocks where disclosure systems can be built. Um, you found that SASB and IRC have complementary philosophies and shared target audiences. And this merger is really a result of a recurring theme, and that is investors are eager to integrate ESG into their decision making, but they're finding it challenging 
in terms of comparability and consistency in the data. And that's just a couple of things that this merger will look to solve for. The value reporting foundation will happen mid-2021 and such important and exciting information. Katie, thank you so much for joining us. It's been my pleasure. Thanks so much for the opportunity. We invite you to subscribe to the Refinitiv Sustainability Perspectives podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your content. What did you think about the podcast? Leave us a review on iTunes or follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for updates on our show. You can even check us out on YouTube now. Thank you for joining. See you next time.